0: Just as society has changed a lot in the last 50 years, farming has changed significantly too. But looking at agriculture in cropping areas, particularly the last 50 years, has really brought about some enormous change. And therefore, farming in Western Australia particularly has changed a lot. Today on The Yarn, we hear from one of the icons of Western Australian agriculture. He's a man honoured with becoming a member of the Order of Australia, in the Queen's birthday honours list for his very significant contribution to agriculture in WA through his company, ironically, called Icon Ag. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. My name's Marius Cumming. And today we have a special profile piece on Bob Hall and his life in agricultural consulting, particularly to the sheep and wool industry in WA. I caught up with Bob some time ago during a Merino Lifetime Productivity Field Day at Pingerley in WA.
1: Bob, um, how would you introduce yourself? Well, I'm a farm management consultant with Icon Agriculture in the, in the southern sheep belt of Western Australia. Uh, I can run the AWI uh, Sheep's Back Extension Programme, but today I'm here as Secretary of the Federation of Performance Sheep Breeders who run the Yardstick Sire Evaluation, which is held in conjunction with the AWI Merino Lifetime Productivity Trial. So i uh, wear several hats. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh... Bob, you have a fascinating
0: story in agriculture, having moved from, I understand, the UK to Darkin many years ago. What an amazing story. It's been uh, quite a journey for you, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, a huge journey. I came from fairly sophisticated agriculture in Leicestershire. Uh, I was a dairy specialist um, and um, moved to Darkin, where the, the farming was reasonably, I'm not being rude to the farmers there, it was reasonably primitive. I don't think there was a sprayer in the shire, for instance. They kept sheep and grew a few oats. Yes. And the sheep that they kept, my word, they're very different than the ones we've got now. So and, can I ask when that was? In 1966. 1966, right. Mm, yeah. So what, what drove you to go from Leicestershire to Darkin? <coughs> yeah, well, um, the... the uh, Genesis of consulting in Western Australia went down to a reader in agricultural economics at the UWA called Henry Schapper, who was a Kiwi. And uh, he'd looked at the uh, method of extension in New Zealand with dairy groups where they got farmers together and they employed a consultant. He brought the idea over here. And in the late 60s, late 50s, 60s, uh, look, almost every town had one farm advisory service. The, the, the farmers got together and employed a consultant. And uh, there were so many at one stage, I think there were 87 and there was a federation of farm advisory services with a paid executive officer. (laughs) So uh, I said to my wife one day, how would you like to go to Australia? Because all these adverts for farm advisors were were in the uh, British farming press. To my surprise, she said I wouldn't mind. <laughs> so I came out to Darkan, as I thought it was pronounced, and uh, it was a house and a job for three years. Uh, and I've, it's ridiculous um, to come all that way, and I'm still there. And 50, and just, just I've got to follow that on with how did she feel once
0: you arrived in well, Darkan? Was that a little bit of a shock to the system?
1: Well, there was no power. We had a... a well, it, the main engine was a Moffat Virtue, which is a complete misnomer. 240 uh, forty-foot lighting plant, which she couldn't start. The heating was uh, and cooking was on a meta's number two improved wood stove, <laughs> and, and, a, and a kerosene fridge. Uh, so it, it was uh, reasonably um, different. Yes. But um, no, she she took to it. We had three young boys. We brought out and uh, we were prepared for anything. And, wow, and wonderful. Fortunately, we both played sport, uh, which was very, very important in a small country town. But more than that, it was a small community... And we found that people needed you as much as you needed them. And, and they made us all very welcome. And it was terrific, yeah.
0: Well, I think
1: that's a... a that we,
0: it needs a whole podcast on its own, actually, Bob. But in terms of sheep, and, and more particularly wool, yeah. in the 51 years since uh, that fateful day that you arrived in Darken, um, how do, you, how do you judge today? Because there is an enormous optimism around the sheep industry.
1: Absolutely, and for two reasons, apart from the the uh, prosperity at the moment. I've, I've really uh, never seen anything like it. it and people, Some some people still growl about the price of wool, but it's not only wool. Um, I think if you go back all that time when I first arrived, you got $100 worth of wool, you might have got $10 worth of sheep sales. Mm. They're equal now. And, and it's not just wool, thank goodness um, now four years ago I, I, I was doing some budgetary work for a fella and uh, he wanted to know if he was viable and I, I did a year in year out budget, budget and I, I pushed it a little bit because he was obviously going to survive I said your year in year out price, uh, gross margin per dry sheep equivalent will be $25 that was three four years ago we're currently 50 to $65. It, it's just so, so huge that, that uh, it's, it's an area of intense prosperity. No, it won't last. never does, does it? Anyone who's been in the game long enough knows that. But I'll tell you what one year in 10 is very good. So, yeah.
0: So what is the trend at the moment, Bob? Are, are people who are in, in cropping wanting to, to get back into sheep? Because, I mean, it's very expensive to, to buy use at the moment no, no. Uh, what is your advice to people who are keen to get back into uh, sheep and in
1: particular merinos yeah, yeah well firstly take the long-term view it, it if you're thinking we'll go in and grab it for a couple of years you you will you're quite likely to get capital destruction if you pay too much for the sheep if you're taking a long-term view and say well the purpose of sheep on the wheat belt of western australia is risk management That's that's what we need. If we get a frost, we've still got the sheep. Uh, If the price of wheat's $200 a ton, we've still got sheep. And all the work I've ever seen done from economists is that if you crop more than 70% of your cleared land in crop, your profits will decline. But worse than that, the risk goes up. So 30% to sheep and uh, and take the long-term view and, and move back in and take a bit of good advice on it. And the people will say, oh, well, we we'll have let the sheep yards go and so on. But, you know, you can get a good set of sheep yards for twenty twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000. And uh, a shearing shed might be $100,000. And oh, $125,000, uh, if it was a tractor, they'd have two.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Bob, uh, young people who have been in cropping and they're the... The generation that uh, have moved away from sheep, are they, are they interested? Are they hearing this advice
1: or, or is it just uh, well, on a, deaf ears? It's the second feature of sheep at the moment. For a long time, sheep were dull. There was nothing new. It, it was uh, ho hum. So the youngsters were attracted to cropping because they could buy gadgets or or gaily painted ironmongery, as I've been known to call it, and and it was pleasurable for them. It, benefit costs, forget it. They bought it anyway. Nothing was cheap suddenly there are things happening in, in sheep that are, are exciting and uh, I think that's very good for, for youngsters. Apps, you know, they've all got these phones and they're into apps and drones and, and uh, this uh, proximity collar which, which can give you pedigree and all sorts of exciting things for sheep, never mind breeding, which, which I notice is, is going great great guns and uh, we saw some of that today, that uh, I was very interested today, that there were a lot of very successful studs here and whereas at one stage there was almost antagonism to uh, genomics and and selection and uh, ABVs and, and what have you, not anymore. Now, they're doing it their way still, and that's fine, because they're very good at it. They're very good at presentation, they're good at at, uh, their sheep, but they're also taking this on board. And I think the next generation of, of, uh, of the stud boys will very much have it on board. And we've got a different industry. It's quite exciting. So, Bob, going back to that 1966
0: year, looking at the advertisement in the local newspaper in Leicester, um, going back to, if you could speak to the young Bob Hall, what would you say? Would you
1: say, would you still apply for the job? I sure would. It's been exciting. Um, And I suppose one thing, apart from farming, that I've... I've, uh, I've found out is, is Darkham was a, a very small, is a very small bush town. It was pretty primitive the, the water had only just arrived the power wasn't there the, the houses were well we had the third brick house in town and um, if you wanted a golf course you built it if you wanted a bowling club, you built it. And I've been part of of that development of a, of a society, local society, that and, and you really appreciate it when you've got it. If, if you're in, say, Perth and you want something, you might get it, and when you get it, you just growl because the rates have gone up. There's no appreciation of what you get. But in the bush, thank goodness, we've still got appreciation. So that, that's good, but apart from... In farming... Um, no, I've, I've played a part in the development of the local family farms and, and we're with third-generation clients now since I came. Uh, and, um, you know, the average farm was 1,200 acres with uh, 1,800 sheep when I arrived. Uh, that was a family farm. <laughs> <laughs> they're about 2,500 hectares and, and, and a hell of a lot of sheep now. In fact, I believe uh, probably 65 clients will shear 1% of the nation's sheep this year. Uh, they're, they're into sheep. They're also quite a bit of crop uh, and some prime land, but they're uh, they're still family farms, uh, which is wonderful. And, and uh, my part in assisting them has been very fulfilling for me.
0: Well, Bob, thank you for sharing it with us. Um, Thanks for your work and all the best for the future. Thank you. So that's Bob Hall, OAM. Hope you enjoyed hearing uh, about Bob and his amazing five decades of agricultural service in Western Australia. A very big thank you to Ben Madgwick for editing this episode of the yarn i hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening um of course always send through feedback to the yarn at wool.com please leave reviews it helps other people find it and uh, we do uh we do definitely respond to the feedback and look into the things that you want to hear about so from me Marius, coming thanks again for listening and look forward to catching you soon